Austin, Texas. The epic theme music can only mean one thing. It is Sunday morning, it is fantasy football season, and it's NFL season. This is Roster Watch. Please call us, 512-447-ESPN. That's 512-447-3776. My name is Alex Dunlap. I'm here, as always, with the trash man and steering the ship, the captain of this leaky ship, Byron Lambert. What's going on, Captain Ron? Folks, folks, this is what we do. We hype up big, ridiculous introductions, <laughs> and then we come here to talk fantasy football. Morning, San Antonio. Morning, everybody. Hey, Austin, San Antonio, listeners worldwide. Morning, James Pledger, our producer in San Antonio. Yeah, we got James Pledger on the other side of the glass down there in San Antonio. We got uh, we got our boy Nick back behind the glass here. Wearing that Chargers shirt. Here today with his Chargers gear on. So I don't know what that's about. We'll get into a little bit of action for him. Look, some it looks AFC like, West to love around here. It looks <laughs> like his boys face a bit of a tough matchup today. So the good news is, is if this if this ship steers anything like the ship that steered yesterday on the fishing voyage, we're gonna end up with a bunch of fish in the boat, <laughs> and hopefully our listeners come away a lot less sunburned than I am. But it's gonna be fun. Let's hop right into it. Do, do people know that Des Bryant has never scored a twenty point fantasy game? I didn't know until this week whenever you told me. I knew because you tell me that every time we talk about Des Bryant. <laughs> it needs to be known. And speaking of the Cowboys, and they are going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today in their home opener. It's fitting that it's in Dallas because there's a guy, Doug Martin, the rookie running back for Tampa Bay, whom we've already been the first to, du- to, na- to name and dub. He is the Dougie Fresh. He is. He's unbelievable. And Dougie Fresh is from Dallas, Texas. We have a big game in Dallas today. Des Bryant never scores 20 points. D- Doug Martin is an absolute monster. How do you guys break this one down? We took a lot of notes on this. Okay, well, uh, for me personally, you know, I think that this is a tale of two seasons for the Tampa Bay run defense. Last season, running backs ran roughshod on them all season long, and it's, I think it's obvious with the fact that, one, they've gotten healthy, and two, with the culture that Greg Schiano's instilled there, they're a lot better along that defensive line, and they are not an easy team to run on like they were last season. A lot of our metrics that – you know, we take into account for for our matchup tool on rosterwatch.com uh, do come from 2011, but e- but each each week it it becomes less and less as we can grade out some of these personnel, it, know exactly how these people are doing against the run, how they're doing in the pass rush, and how they're doing in their uh, coverage for different personnel groupings. And the Bucks, as far as against the run, there is absolutely no doubt that they're a complete stark difference. So as far as a guy like a Demarco, you know, uh, a uh, a Demarco Murray. Murray. A, a Demarco Murray. We're not sure. I think we might be a little bit, you know, Temper a expectations bit. a tiny bit. Right, Tampa right. Bay is has, is a much improved defense, uh, mainly schematically. The personnel is more healthy than it's changed, and uh, they're. I mean, they've shown some real toughness these first few games. Right. right. I like I like Tony Romo today, though Manning. Had 500 yards against the Bucks last week. That's kind of ridiculous. Right. Um, yeah, so their run defense much improved. Their pass defense leaves something to be desired. Yeah, and it seems kind of like the, the, the um, you know, the Giants are in the NFC East. I'm not sure how much that translates, but it's the same type of game style. You know, NFC those, those, East, NFC South kind of game. Yeah, those, those 
you know, those teams always score 28 points, you know, something like that in these type of games. So, so basically, you know, look for a high-scoring affair uh, as far as, you know, as far as the Cowboys, DBs, we all know that that's been a tale of two seasons as well. Brandon Carr, Morris Claiborne, great cornerbacks. Gerald Sensabaugh playing lights out this year. They're a lot huff, they're, they're a lot tougher to get long on. As yeah, a Dallas I, fan, I can't be happier with the Dallas secondary right now. Morris Claiborne is a real technician. And so, uh, it, so I would say temper expectations for Vincent Jackson as well. We predicted an absolute monster out of him last week, which you got. I'm not sure he's going to get the same monster. Yeah, he's going to have a, tough, a much tougher coverage than he did against the Giants. I mean, the question is, do the Bucks get behind and have to throw the ball? He's probably going to end up with a lot of targets. It's just a matter of if they can convert If the Bucks those. do get behind and need to start throwing the ball, I'd like to mention to our listeners that if you go to rosterwatch.com, you'll see that the Dallas Cowboys present the fourth best matchup for opposing tight ends. Uh, we made sure to get Dallas Clark up in our rankings as he was uh, targeted five times last week. So uh, something to keep in mind if you're in a small bit of a bind there. Well, and, 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 a, and a big conundrum always comes at Cowboys wide receivers when we're doing our rankings. It's, you know, do we put Dez over Miles? Does Miles go over Dez? Where does Ogletree belong? Miles has been best. And yeah, the fact is Miles Austin has been real money in the bank so far. And Tony Romo, you know, that's clearly Worries a Worries about the blanket. hamstring were greatly over-exaggerated to begin with. And yeah, he's shown run after the catch. Hopefully I'm not jinxing his owners with that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, did you guys have anything else on the Cowboys game? No, let's move on. All right, Jets-Miami. Santonio Holmes says he is going to have a monster today. Alex is not so sure. <laughs> I think it's a sneaky, I mean, that's a tough division game, and Miami will hang in, sneaky hang in there. I just hate it when Santonio Holmes says he's going to do something big. I hate him usually. <laughs> a lot of times. I mean, he's a receiver on the New York Jets, uh, you can't really take him now, really at his word because, I mean, Mark Sanchez is going to be the one who kind of determines what happens there, and, he, you know, he's a well, he, hey, he's, he's a wild card, well, to say it, the least. It will, and this week, let's just – let's all remember that this is – this like a lot of these other matches that we've talked about, this is a new season, and this is a new Miami front seven, and they're the second toughest group as far as a defensive unit, as far as, you know, as far as what the NFL tells us for numbers, for as far as the numbers that we uh, that we extrapolate against the run, we have them uh, – we have them kind of, you know, middle of, the, middle of the pack. But they are a tough front seven to run on, and Sean Green is not a good running back. So I think that there's going to be a lot of throwing the ball – the, you know, Vontae Davis is gone. They 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 have a they have a relatively new and inexperienced secondary as far as the group that they have there now together. So we kind of see a little bit of a maybe a sneaky play on a guy like Stephen Hill. I like I like Stephen Hill. <laughs> you could talk all you want about Stephen Hill. I like Jeremy Curley. Well, there. of course you do. You're the trash man, <laughs> Jeremy Curley with a K. With a K. Who spells curly like that? He seems like the kind of guy that might take off his helmet and have some real Jeremy long curly, curly hair. Um, the you know also in this game, it, it's interesting. I picked up the Jets defense this week. I think I personally think it's going to be a pretty good defensive play. Not so much because they're just going to go blow Miami out, because I think that'll be a sneaky competitive division game. But I think they'll force them into mistakes and get their defensive points off of uh, big plays. You better hope Reggie Bush doesn't. Well, keep exactly. It like the he does. flip side of that is, is that you know, even though I think they're a good fantasy play this week, 
the interesting tidbit is that we've noticed a trend over the last couple of years that the New York Jets and their vaunted defense consistently give up monster games to guys like Darren McFadden and C.J. Spiller. Reggie Bush and is that same Reggie kind of Bush runner. fits right into that. And, yeah, he's coming off a big game last week, but, you know, they're at home. I think he's going to fire fire another another nice game up today. Hey, and, and we're going to fire back a nice segment right here coming up after this. Uh, we want to mention, go to rosterwatch.com, check out everything there, and also call us, 447-ESPN. That's 447-3776. We'll be right back after this. This is Roster Watch. You hear the cash registers? Sounds like a lot of change. Hey, I don't call it change. Hey, the, the freegan, the trash man, come on. You you tried to steal I, my computer I, I, screen this I love morning. Change. Hey, you love change. It, it, it's it's tra- all money. <laughs> trash man is the one guy that should know that change adds up. <laughs> hey, it adds up. He's got uh, several big cups full of change. He so snakes around. We obviously love money. We love putting money in the bank. We could put money in the bank right now, or we could do love hate. What do you think, Catamaran? Well, I don't know love. about Byron. I don't know about you guys. My mom, mom always told me that love is a choice. So when we made some choices about who we love and who we hate this week in our fantasy matchups, who do you love, By? I love a man that most most people <laughs> don't love. <laughs> He's That's- a big, ugly man. And he, his his nickname, he sounds like a hamburger. <laughs> I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to go out to Miami, start slow, and then blow up a monster in the second half. He I, looks like a monster. Yeah, it, well, they go out. Looks like they, a cookie they monster. Go out, they go out west at, to to actually face Byron's Raiders, and it's it's going to be a it's going to be definitely a, a a very tough out for. The Raiders. There's a lot of issues that we have with these guys right now. Is it, um, is it just me, or do they look like the worst team in the NFL? They, right it's now? just I can't I can't believe it. We go to the combine, we go to the Senior Bowl, we spend so much time talking with these different scouts. Next thing you know, all the scouts are fired. <laughs> like the, the 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 whole organization has changed. Coach, we get to meet Coach Dennis Allen. We were so so unbelievably impressed with him, getting to meet him and speak with him at the combine. Had such high hopes coming into this season. And I that love defense him, looks like absolute garbage. I don't get what Coach Allen is doing with what, the visor and the Sharpie what, hanging out the back. What it's is like, he it's doing? It's like he's trying to be the coach with his hat on backwards. He's, he's just trying. Yeah, he's, 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 he's trying to be. He's trying to be the kid at school with the backwards hat and the ponytail. He's but, forty and he's not a man. But the real issue here, you know, as far as that game, as far as the as far as Pittsburgh at at, at, at Oakland is. The Oakland run de- or the Pittsburgh run defense and this garbage zone blocking scheme that Greg Knapp is putting into effect for use with Darren McFadden, who's an instinctive runner, somebody who doesn't like to run laterally behind the line, play off a of safety, make one cut and go. It's not how he pops off big runs. It's how Mike Goodson does. Listeners, we're we are starting to be very and this is from a Darren McFadden apologist here. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> to say as a, to say the least. To say so, the so least. So he's a buy low. I am he's very, a buy low right I'm now. I'm not buy. sure. I mean, if you can get him low enough, I don't think you can. I don't think he's a buy low. I think he's a I'm concerned if I own him. <laughs> and if I can possibly which, trade which, him for something you do. not too low. 
then maybe I ship him on out. Well, here. you know, and one thing you notice about McFadden is that after this week, this, the schedule opens up significantly. It's been a little bit of a tough go to start. So, I mean, at least hold out your hopes for that, McFadden owners. But. So, so what about this Pittsburgh running game this week? Hating! <laughs> how can you like it? Well, I know I don't like it, but you know, how do we how do we divine how do we uh, how do we clear through the muck to well, I'm, see who's actually worth maybe starting? I'm this not week sure that there's any muck to clear through. Once you try to clear through it, there'll be a bunch of muck left. But you yesterday, know, I was just gonna, trying to steer around all the muck. <laughs> if we're trying to pick out who we like better between uh, Jonathan Dwyer and Isaac Redman, uh, it's you know hopefully I'm not having to make that decision in in, in any of my leagues, but all. All you know until Rashard Mendenhall gets healthy, I will always go with Jonathan Dwyer over Isaac Redmond, just because I'll always go with the one who looks more athletic. So the trash man, he says love is a choice, and I'll take his word for it. As stinky as he is, the ladies love him. <laughs> Sometimes I say people get lucky and fall in love, and we love Andrew Luck. We do. We love him. This week, yeah. Next I mean. Week. It, a bigger, younger version of Joe Montana, or is that just overhype? <laughs> it's way overhype, but we're all about overhype. Well, it's obviously here. younger. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, this week, look, Andrew Luck has been great. His pacing has been great. His his The obvious leadership that he shows on the field, we all know about his delivery. Uh, his, his arm strength gets criticized, you know, a little bit. I like to say, he, you know, he doesn't have a cannon of an arm, but he has a, he has a real sawed-off shotgun. Um, we have him this week uh as a borderline kind of qb one-ish play he's on our waiver yeah. wire and, if i and, needed to start a quarterback this week and there, and i was and and pickens were slim i'm i would definitely look at him at home against jacksonville jacksonville's got um you know there it's not the best matchup against a quarterback their secondary is their secondary is much improved i see that being a competitive game the it, whole in way. these afc south games you know how they go so, yeah, I think that that's something to keep in mind. And if Collie is back, it opens up things a lot for Andrew Luck. Collie, my goodness. We're back talking about this concussion syndrome guy again. Dorian Love, hey, he, he's real kind of fickle with his love for Austin Collie. Uh, he owns him and then he drops him. It is a weird And then real he picks weird. him up it and takes a, him out. And then he gets is. hurt and he drops him. It's and a, then he talks about loving him and then he drops him. It's a bit of a tainted love. <laughs> he's, on the, he's on the roster right now, though. Yeah, he'll probably stay there for a while. Well, I he'll stay there until he gets concussed again. <laughs> That's every. Play. He stays in Dorian's black book. He gets a call every once in a while. All right, all right. When all right. I'm lonely. All right, love. What about guys that we hate? You know the who quarterback position? Yeah, we kind of hate Tom Brady this week. Ugh. That's a strong yeah. word. Yeah, it's hard we to say we him. hate Tom Brady. <laughs> There are guys who I'll say I hate. Like, if you said, like, we hate Jay Cutler this week, I'll say, I hate Jay Cutler! With Brady, I can't say it. Well, Drew Brees is somebody we always love. Number one quarterback of the week in Huge bounce back. Huge bounce back. Is Picture Matt Ryan, week one, dropping bombs on these Chiefs. That's gonna well, We're, we're going to see part two of that today in the Dome. No way... My boy Drew Brees lets these guys go 0-3. Absolutely not.
Absolutely not. We spent. Or if he does, he's going to look good doing it. He's going to look great doing it. Look, we've spent. We got a little bit fooled spending all this time at Saints training camp, and and, and to kind of believing that what Steve Spagnuolo was doing there with that defense was going to make a difference. Apparently, it's not. They are looking like they might be one of the worst defenses in the league, and they present a great fantasy matchup. So for the other side of the ball, it leaves. God, just owners of Jamal Charles and Peyton Hillis. I mean, both sides of that coin have all kinds of worrisome, you know, <laughs> storm clouds hanging over their heads. Uh, I'm, I mean, Jamal Charles, on one hand, is saying that he has admitted having soreness in his surgically repaired knee, something that Byron would have warned you about <laughs> many, many months Ad ago. Ad nauseum. Uh, and, and, then, uh, and then, you know, Peyton Hillis isn't being utilized in, in any kind of consistent fashion, and you don't know what to expect. This is going to be a great matchup today. We see a shootout, you know. Let's, let's kind of go through the Chiefs a little bit and, and, and talk about where we see the fantasy production going with those guys, because on the Saints side of the ball, I think it's fairly obvious that we like Drew Brees. We love Darren Sproles. Uh, if Colston goes, which it seems like he will, we're gonna we're gonna love him, and we always love Jimmy Graham. A guy also that, that we hadn't talked about there is Mark Ingram, who has uh, led the Saints in carries for, for the first two weeks of the season. Uh, he had 16 last week, and I think he'll continue to do that. He's usable as a flex. Yeah, the one thing that you got to remember about Mark Ingram is that he he does. If you go to rosterwatch.com, we keep snap count references for each a fantasy player on each team each week. We update them on Tuesdays, and if you look back at last week for the Saints, um, as far as the as far as the split with the runners, you have Mark Ingram in on only twenty six percent of snaps whereas uh, Pierre Thomas was in on 41 percent and Darren Sproles was in on 46 percent I think it's saying a lot about the way that they utilize Mark Ingram when he is in the game and the kind of role that he plays when he is in the game Touchdown. to say that he is well you know, I think anybody other been. than Darren Sproles is basically good good a good bench player that's a good Plug Stop and play gap measure, right. yes. When you've got when you've got to put him in and then they're also when the matchups present themselves properly they could be pretty nice uh, pretty nice uh, uh, fill in as well on the so. on the Chiefs side of the ball as far as you know. Wh- well, who do we a guy we make our hay on a lot? Matt Castle in our quarterback rankings. He's yeah. been sneaky good this year. He was in the waiver pickups of the week again this week. Um, the Saints are the worst. There, I mean, they allow so many fantasy points to quarterbacks. Yeah, I see a big game for and it's, today. Yeah, I mean, if you feel like. It could finally be a blowout for the Saints because it's at home, but the, their defense has just not been good. It's not been good. And there's going to be points in that game. Chiefs are going to have to score. I tell you what, look out for John Baldwin. He's starting to get more yeah. snaps. He's, he's getting a get lot more looks. He's getting a lot more snaps. He's from from more zero looks. in week one to, what, six last week. Hey, yeah. by, by, the, by the end of the season, he might be somebody you can start. Looks like, I guess, Kansas City played 75 snaps last week. Baldwin wasn't on. Thirty-nine of them. So what? Like fifty-two percent. He's snaps? earning the trust. Yeah. So he, he's 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 getting in there a lot more. He's athletic. He's big. Uh, they can't it, keep him out for. What long. was it that? What was it that happened when, with Jonathan Baldwin and somebody asking you 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 were one of these pit guys with a funny tie? Oh, I just I badgered uh, the Chiefs GM Scott Pioli. At the, <laughs> we were at the NFL Combine. You know they're covering covering the 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 draft process and draft preparation for these kids, but. 
you know, little do these guys know we're really sneaking around trying to get fantasy information <laughs> all the way back in February. That's how hard we work for you guys. Yeah, I'm so you. I'm there in my suit and my tie bugging the heck out of this this GM all about Jonathan Baldwin, <laughs> who's barely even on his radar and I think he's thinks is an immature kind of guy and and he just wondered why in the world does this guy keep asking me? And he said, "Man, you got a funny tie on." <laughs> he said, "You must be from Pittsburgh because you keep asking about Pitt." You know, Baldwin is a Pitt guy, and uh, it's just like, yeah, you know, little did he know what my, I was trying to figure out. My question is, why did he? Why did he think you were from Pittsburgh because you had a funny tie? <laughs> I that's not. I have no we idea. Have, we have to go to Pittsburgh to find out. Yeah. All right, yeah, we'll we'll check it out. So yeah, John Baldwin, keep your eye on that. Um, uh, we also should make note of the fact that uh, Jeff King is uh, has been uh, scratched for for that game. So Jeff King barely makes it onto my notes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Jeff King. Whoever it is there, that's the second guy. So maybe you want to upgrade uh, Tony Tony Moyaki, tiny bit. He's finally healthy. Very very you know very athletic player. We're gonna come back. We're gonna have. Well, I, you know who's coming later. He comes late and he comes filthy. Oh, don't tell me that, guys. Everybody needs to make sure and stay for the trash. It's going to be the trash, man. Listen, call us, guys. 512 447 ESPN. That's 512 447 3776. This is Roster Watch. All right, fantasy football fans, we are back. This is Roster Watch, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. This is the Trash Man, and we have Jesse on the line with a question about a fantasy football trade. You there, Jesse? Morning, guys. Yo, How are you what's doing? going on, Jesse? So uh, I moved out from Chicago a couple of years ago, and I got a uh, I got a bunch of buddies from back there. I'm in a league with. It's a uh, one QB, two running back two wide receiver, one tight end, and a flex, and then defense kicker, starter. Uh, And it's DPR as well. Uh, What I did in the draft, I I took Brady first and then Jamal Charles, uh, which has sucked so far. Um, (laughs) We weren't going to say anything. I took a bunch of of upside running backs and wide receivers, figuring, you know, I only dropped one defense and one kicker and one quarterback figuring that, uh, you know, a couple of them would pop. And so I got, you know, Ryan Williams and Rashad Jennings. And turns out all my wide receivers have done really, really well. All my running backs have just uh, sucked. Yeah. So I'm hurting. Uh, my running back two right now is Cedric Benson, which he's a good running back three, but he's no running back two. Uh, and I've been trying trades for the last 10 days. I've probably made 20 trade offers, and I'm just getting um, – just getting absolutely uh, nowhere. Well, Jesse, for, for, first and foremost, we write a buy low, sell high article every week that goes up on our website, rosterwatch.com. Because I'm, okay. I'm a firm believer that every week you need to at least go shopping and see what's out there. And it's, okay. a, it's a good Which way. Which he's been doing, obviously. It's a, yeah, it's a good way for you to really identify, without you having to do the work, because I've already done it, identify kind of maybe the players you might already have on your roster that would be good trade bait, and also the players you might want to go after. Who's your who's your quarterback? What guys do you... What, oh, I, I, Brady, I think he said his quarterback's got, Brady, and then his Brady, runners are got, Jamal Charles and so you, Benson, you got, and then after gotta, that it's like Rashad Jennings and, gotta try and to ship, you got to try to ship Brady. Well, Probably. I mean, it, 
I might. I, I've got Percy Harvin, A.J. Green, and Danny Amendola with Eric Decker on deck. Well, hey, that's up. that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome in a PPR. What? Who, who's who? Who's the RG3 owner? And did he take RG3 as his backup behind uh, an elite quarterback? RG3 is his uh, in our in our league. RG3 is starting, and he's the leading scorer in the league so far. Uh, and I tried to pedal Brady to that guy. Uh, like I think it was Brady and. Uh, Decker for uh, McCoy and some wide receiver three or something like that. The other uh, the other good target would possibly be the Cutler owner in your league if he got real if he's if he's kind of come back down to earth might be able to squeeze uh, something out of him for Brady or Matt Stafford is another probably not after today so you might want to look yeah, at this right. this morning but Matt Stafford would be another good buy low candidate. If you've okay. got somebody panicking there, I don't think it's a big downgrade over Brady, and you, you, you know, it could help you maybe turn one of those other pieces into that true number two running back for yourself. Well, what I had been trying to do was was pedal. I mean, I've got four startable wide receivers, and two of them are in the top five right now. It's ridiculous. They're each getting twenty five points a week. Uh, you know, and so I could. I was trying to throw one of the ones around for a, like an, a running back two. I, I offered Harvin for Bush. And the guy came back at me with Turner for Harvin, and I told him to go blow smoke. Yeah, well, well, hey, I would have said too. much worse things than that. <laughs> hey, you, the other thing you might want to consider, Danny Amendola, while I think he's going to get a lot of targets this year, he is, <clears throat> he's on the sell-high list. So you yeah. might want to look, and, and Benson coming off a pretty good game, a Benson plus Amendola package for a true number two running back could be a really nice way for you to go there. Hey, well, one, one last thing from the trash, man, Jesse. It's just like um, – Keep your eye on Javon Ringer. I know it sounds crazy, but they're not. I mean, they can't be happy with Chris Johnson right now in Tennessee. Javon Ringer is coming back. Uh, he could start to steal some carries. Yeah, there. if you I were you, I would drop Rashad Jennings and just so pick him up as a stash. Think I could pick him up if I can. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Rashad Jennings is definitely droppable. But one more question before I go. Uh, what about Amendola for F. Jackson? Straight, straight up. For who? Fred Jackson. Fred. I'd, consi- I'd consider. I'd consider, consider it strongly considering considering what you have at the running back position and what you have at the wide receiver position. If you can make that trade happen, make that trade happen. Fred Jackson is ahead of schedule and will we'll, and will be returning. Hey, and next one year. last. Hey, this this is interesting. I, these are great questions. Hey, Dorian said Javon Ringer. The flip side of that, Jesse, is maybe you could take a Cedric Benson plus a Danny Amendola and buy real low on a Chris Johnson. That could be a sneaky move. Yeah. Okay. Good luck to you, man. Thanks, Thanks, Jesse. Wesley, are you there? Good day, gentlemen. Uh, Thanks thanks for waiting, brother. This sounds like a familiar voice. That sounds like a Wesley I might know. What's going on, my man, Wes? Well, today is a good day because OU lost yesterday. Well, (laughs) we're supposed to stay neutral. We do not have any time (laughs) for college athletes until the regular season's over, at which point we will be looking completely at them. Well, then let's get to the NFL. So on wide receivers, these guys haven't been doing anything. Give me the wide receiver you rather have, because I own one of these guys, and you guys know who it is. Oh, I already know. <laughs> is his name West Hill? Wes Welker or Des can't stay out of jail, Bryant. <laughs> can't stay out of jail? No, I mean, he sags I mean, he sags his pants at the mall, but let's not call him a jailbird. <laughs> Uh, so, all right. Are we talking long-term? Are we talking for, this for today? Season? Or what, what's yes. The, for the season. Yeah. Des Bryant. Give me your basis. My basis is because 
for one, Julian Edelman is on the field more often than Wes Welker, even whenever Aaron Hernandez is is off the field. Off the field, uh, it's 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 obvious that they're phasing him out. They're not going to be giving giving him a new contract next year. Julian Edelman is going to be in that role, and you know they're evolving to an offense that comes out with oftentimes a two tight end set with one wide wide receiver that does not open up any place in the slot for him him to operate out of. They're but trying they're to get away from their intermediate end. passing game and it's just it's just it's just the way things are. It's the evolution of what Bill Bill Belichick is doing. People are getting a small reprieve right now as far as Wes Welker because of the Aaron Hernandez injury. And if he puts you up, especially in PPR leagues, gets you a couple, you know, 12, 13 point games, maybe a 15 pointer during this time, ship him and just get him off your team because he, he, so he's going to so let big you down. So what's about Dez? What's his, Dez. his upside? <laughs> Dez himself. The fact Look that how many targets? Uh, uh, targets. Targets win. Wes, I know you like to play it safe. I, I mean, I think Welker is a little bit of a safer play, but the rest of the season just because just because of the system. But to Alex's point, uh, Mark Schlereth had a great point this week. Was that he thinks you know if you the history of the Patriots is they change every season for the most part. And sometimes it's drastic changes, and it's to catch everybody off guard. And the feeling is is that right now they're in the middle of a transition back to being a running team, almost like back to the Corey Dillon days, uh, and and not being so reliant on the pass and being a little more balanced. And that is also going to have an effect on Wes Welker's Welker because he's, a, he's an extension of the run game. We could talk about his targets all day, Wes, but it doesn't matter. If you're having to make that pick right now, you're taking Des Bryant over Wes Swing Welker. Swing for the fences. You know that. Okay, and last one. You guys were big on Antonio Gates. Where is he? Alex San Diego. Is, Alex is huge on him this week. Yeah, I, I love Antonio Gates. Just turn on the television today, Wes. All right, because I got him in Rivers, so I want to see some pr- production. Something. All right. Well, we like Rivers today, so. Yeah. You'll see it. I think you're going to have a good connection there. All right, take it easy, All guys. Right. Thanks, Wes. Right, thanks, Wes. 447 ESPN. That's 512-447-3776. Give us a call. It's interesting about Dez. Everybody seems to be turning on Dez. I mean, that was a great question by him, though. I mean, I think Welker is definitely I, a buy low. He's I not going to t- be as good as last year, but he's a decent. He's still at nine I, points. I will last say, year. I will say, he has a really good shot, shot at having a great game today, especially if Brandon Lloyd is out. Well, it's yeah, we'll see. You know, like like this whole deal we're saying that it, that I mean, playbooks change from year to year with the Patriots and. I mean, no, and I'm just even, talking about even, today, really. even more so, game plans from week to week change. So, I mean, it could be one where they line up and, you know, run the ball 30 times again. You know who's going to line up and run the ball today that we really love? Michael Bush. We love Michael he, Bush. He's one Bush I do love. Oh, hey. Well, there's a couple that we love. Reggie <laughs> Bush as well. We, yeah. like, we, we like a lot of Bush. But Michael Bush, we think that he is going to – we, see, the Rams have a sneaky good pass defense with rookie corner Janoris Jenkins. Oh, yeah. With Cortland, Cortland Finnegan, Finnegan following the mustache to Tennessee. I love Tennessee. both of those names. And so the way we see it is with Matt Forte on the sideline, Michael Bush, we've seen when McFadden was hurt before and passed in the past. He goes for 100 yards pretty regularly, scores touchdowns. 
We think he's a great matchup at home in Chicago today. Listen, this Rams secondary, we've been saying it since the very beginning. I've gotten to I've had the distinct pleasure of, you know, sitting down, speaking with Janoris Jenkins. He was my favorite cornerback of this entire draft. He's come in and shown that he is the real deal. As far as I'm concerned, he's the best cornerback that his that he's he he's the best cornerback that was drafted this year. Still, um, Corlin Finnegan, we all know about him, and we all know that this is a dirty, salty, filthy, physical secondary that they've put together there. I mean, look, in two consecutive weeks, they've gotten both Titus Young and uh, last week Josh Morgan so flustered and angry that they've coerced them into you know pu- you know punching people in the face and stuff like this almost getting kicked out of games for big penalties well and you gotta so, be, and you gotta be worried too because Brandon Marshall man he gets frustrated early in these games he gets and frustrated he disappears and, and and that's not and he and he probably catches that disease a little bit from his boy Jay Cutler so we'll see it's not a game where you want either of those guys getting flustered this is a secondary that's used to flustering people i think that their co- that the coaching staff's going to recognize that mike tice is going to want to pound the rock on these guys we love michael bush how is that disease transmitted i i, I don't know it, it, i don't know if it's transmitted by like any kind of you touching know, like 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 maybe drinking after somebody i don't know uh, i think it might be airborne it could be airborne all right well cutler we're pro- we're Expectations a little tempered on him, right? Yeah. I think that team's turning against him. That's well, I would be if he tried to shove me, and I was his <laughs> offensive lineman. That's horrible. Kid wants to take his toys and go home. And anyway, we're we're gonna take our toys. We're not gonna go home though. What we're going to do is we're gonna come back. We have play a very dumpster, very smelly special guest. He, he, you you guys won't believe what we have on the other side of this segment, but. We should have time for a few more calls. 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-ESPN. This is Roster Watch. And welcome back. You are listening to Roster Watch. Brought to you by rosterwatch.com. This is the Trash Man. We are back. And we have Tommy on the line. Is that you, Tommy? That's me. Hey, I've got a quick question for you guys. All What's right. going on, Tom? What is it? With all the love for Michael Bush, I've got him sitting on my bench right now. I'd be willing to possibly put him in over Marshawn Lynch or Trent, Trent Richards. What would you guys do? Oh, that is so close. We're going to leave Lynch in. As far as Richardson, I think that don't do we not have those two guys? Do we not have Bush and Richardson back to back? Hey, Tommy, who's in your flex? Um, right now, my flex is Trent Richardson. Okay, and you're and you're starting who else in running back? Uh, Maurice Jones, Drew, and Marshawn Lynch. Oh, you get a nice wow! Score. Wow, that is a nice. <laughs> I would love to have your team, man. Yeah, it's good, good work yeah, in the draft. Yeah, nice work. Okay, so it's it's well, we do have Michael Bush ranked the lowest of those. Let just to give you a little insight here, the the defenses that those guys are going against. So uh, the Chicago Bears in our weekly matchup tool, uh, they are playing the Rams. And the Rams, the Rams are actually number six against running backs, so that's a great matchup. Six being like six best. Exactly. Matchup. The Bills are the middle, are middle of the road. They're a number fifteen ra- matchup against running backs. And then the Colts, because we're not even going to think about Marshawn Lynch here. He's a beast. He stays right, in beast right. mode. And so then the Colts, uh, let's see, they give up the fourth most to running backs. So it. 
it would have to come down to Trent Richardson or Michael Bush, and I just can't tell you to sit Trent Richardson. Yeah, we love we love Bush this week. Hey, just be thankful with that amazing yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, you got a you got a great team, man. If Bush goes off on your on on your bench, just be glad that you got him. If we could ever make week. international trades, I'd be making one with you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. All right, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Tommy. I'll see. Best you. of luck. Best of luck. So. It, yeah, we got uh, we got Tommy calling in on the phone lines five one two four four seven ESPN. Oh no, it's that sound. I know who's coming around know. the corner. I can what tell the it? sound a mile away. What is it? There's it, only one man who drives a truck like this. It smells like a porta potty full of rotten eggs in here. What what on earth is going on? The, is the trash man? Why don't, the only human whose DNA is, is made of complete garbage. Just garbage. Every single time, this trash man, he wears no deodorant. He just, he rarely, 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 if ever, showers. He's the rosterwatch.com trash man. This is the garbage grab. What you, you love got, my trash musk, man? Don't you, guys? Your Dorian. must? <laughs> my musk. I think musk. <laughs> oh, God. That's not, that sounds like a. I think the trash Nasty man is word. some hybrid progeny of a <laughs> trash bag in a cardboard box. <laughs> Got together one night in the dumpster. <laughs> hey, well, I'm bringing you some dumpster diamonds this morning, hopefully. I'll start off at tight end. Um, I like Scott Chandler of the Bills as a fill-in this week if you got to do it. You know, with David Nelson out for the year. Chandler is a legit red zone target. He scored in both games thus far this season, and I wouldn't be surprised if he made it a third. I also, sticking with tight ends, is a guy that Byron probably knows about. Not a lot of other people do, and that's Brandon Myers, tight end of the Raiders. He leads the Raiders in receiving this season thus far. I mean, which doesn't really say a lot considering... What Carson and if Palmer's we would have had any time besides the car breaking down last week and having to get it fixed before games, we would have gotten him up on our rankings and it would have been awesome for tight ends. Yeah, he's caught every pass that's been thrown his way this season. In a tough matchup against the Steelers, I mean, Carson Palmer's going to dump the ball awful lot probably with that pressure. I know just enough about Brandon Myers that I hate him. <laughs> but this is where we let the trash man succeed. <laughs> Digging through p- p- scraps of garbage. All right. So, yeah, Brandon Myers, he's a, he's a nice feeling this week. Also, going to wide receivers, I like Damaris Johnson, wide receiver for the Eagles. Sounds a lot like Damaris Thomas. <laughs> Hope, hopefully, he plays, hopefully he plays as well <laughs> as Damaris Thomas. He's a risky fantasy play for sure. Um, but if you watched Ramsey's Barden this week for the Giants as a fill-in for Hakeem Nitz, who was out, Trash man, people have no idea who Demaris Johnson is. Will you please tell them what team does he play for? He plays for the Eagles. He plays for the Eagles, and it seems like it, and why it is seems he like playing? they kind of like him a little bit more than Jason Avant to to be there in, in Jeremy Macklin's absence. Yeah, he's like he, I like to play him because Jeremy Macklin probably isn't going to play, and so then he's a starting receiver on a team that throws the ball a lot. And that's a recipe yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, Macklin's out. There, there isn't any probably about that. Yeah, so the, I mean, it's a recipe for a potentially big fantasy game. So Demaris Johnson, there it is. Also, we talked about him a little bit earlier in talking about Wes Welker. There's Julian Edelman, Edelman, I don't know, tomato, Edelman, tomato, Edelman, wide receiver tomato, for the Patriots. <laughs> Should Brandon Lloyd not suit up this week <laughs> for the contest uh, versus Baltimore? 
I like Edelman <laughs> to see more targets. The Pigmies are slim in New England, minus Hernandez and Lloyd if he's out. You know, so don't overlook who I consider to be Wes Welker. Hey, for like sure, if you Julian pick him Edelman. up and beat your opponent with him this week, just <laughs> let your opponent know you beat him with Edelman. Edelman, and say it just like that. <laughs> That's what I do. It's a bit of a Mario Williams. Oh, and a guy that I'm actually going to be starting this week. I'm so excited to do it. I love being able to start these garbage grab players against teams and beat them with them. And that's Leonard Hankerson, wide receiver for the Redskins. I love that piece of trash. Yeah. Hankerson will start, and Pierre Garçon's dead. Pierre Garçon is not playing this week. And he's starting in that X position, that X receiver spot, which is RG3's first read on pass plays. Look for Hankerson to con- to continue his impressive performance from last week. Carry that into week three. Don't be afraid to start him there. As far as running backs go. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is just disgusting. Uh, the, yeah, like uh, the pickings are slim in the running back I position feel like too this week. Dorian's about to pick up a used diaper and put it on all of our heads. <laughs> feels, it feels about like that. One, we have Javon Ringer, who we talked about and who we like, you know, potentially. Running back for the Titans, Chris Johnson looks like he hates football. He he football looks like him. he looks like he loves money and hates football. And Ringer, you know, in times that he's been asked to step up for the Titans, has played pretty well. And I think you're going to start to see him get a lot more carries there in Tennessee, especially. Well, all right, name game of Chris Johnson, D- Javon Ringer or Kendall Hunter moving forward. Oh, for the season. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you like Javon Ringer. I like Ringer. I mean, Kendall Hunter has a lot of competition there in San Francisco, especially with the Tiptoe Burglar coming back soon. Okay. <laughs> Tiptoe Burglar, that, comages, that, that conjures some strange, Im- strange images. Yeah. We'll Who just, are we talking about? We'll just go and say that that's Brandon Burglar. Jacobs, who's, 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 who, is, who is actually questionable today with the knee. Uh, we don't know whether or not he, he will be playing. Um all indications are that they're probably going to just rest it for one more week. And my and my last garbage grab pick, I don't know what I was thinking when I was thinking about this. I just had a hunch. And, you know, some usually my hunches work out pretty well. And that is Felix Jones Jeez, of the Cowboys. Man. That's the worst hunch you might he's have just, ever had. He's been invisible this far this season. And I just don't think it can last that long. I think, I think he's going to break off a big play today. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, Jerry Jones had to. He had to. He had, <laughs> he had to, to he had reconfirm to, his position yeah, he on had the to team let, to let Jason Garrett know what the deal was hey, with this player. And maybe Jason Garrett's going to let everybody else know what the deal is with him today. That could be interesting. I don't think anybody would see it coming, but it's what the it's what we got the trash man here for. Hey, and um, there's a player. He's not really trash. I mean, he's probably owned in most of your leagues by now, and that's Daryl Richardson of the Rams. He's an automatic start if Stephen Jackson does not play. Yeah, we saw what he could do last week against the Washington Redskins, and I think that the fact that a seventh-round rookie, like a piece of trash that the freaking would pedal out like Daryl Richardson, could do that against the Rams bodes very, very well for another guy that we really love this week, and that is Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, who is running as a Cincinnati Bengal like we have never seen him run before. And that offensive line is a run-blocking unit is highly, vastly underrated. But don't forget that Bernard Scott's going to be um, working his way back into the running game there in Cincinnati. What do you mean back in? 
that, that indicates that there that there used to be some sort sem semblance of a presence there. Ladies and gentlemen, I hear the music. That means our time together is almost up. But we're gonna miss you. We would like to recommend that you go to rosterwatch.com. We would like to recommend that you follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com backslash rosterwatch, Facebook, Facebook.com backslash rosterwatch, and YouTube, YouTube.com backslash rosterwatch. We'd like to thank our producers, Nick and our producer, uh, James Pledger, down in San Antonio. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This is Roster Watch. Give me some questions on Facebook. <laughs>